Hey guys, it's Peter Bone here from Achieve the Impossible. Thanks for joining me on today's episode of the Achieve the Impossible podcast. My hope is that it inspires, challenges, and equips you to achieve your impossible dreams. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Achieve the Impossible podcast. I am so excited about the guest I have on today. She is an inspiration to myself personally and has helped me develop my thinking and my content in terms of mindset, self-belief, dreams, passion, purpose, all my favorite words. She is an actress. She is a global youth advocate and an Emmy-nominated host. Please welcome to the Achieve the Impossible podcast, Monique Coleman. I feel like I'm blushing, <laughs> literally. Well, like... you, I can't tell because this is all audio and no one uh, listening <laughs> in the car or at the gym right now can tell. So we will just, uh, we'll just yeah. go with that. Wow. Yeah, my heart is definitely beating. Um, it, one of my favorite quotes is actually Rumi and it's, what you seek is doing the seeking. And so hearing you say those things about me really does make me blush and, and make my heart race because I feel the exact same way about you. And when I stumbled upon you personally and also achieved the impossible, I just felt so grateful to know that someone else was as passionate about getting positive, impactful, inspiring, and encouraging messages out to a community. So I am just so excited to get to chat with you and get to know you better. Congratulations, two of us are now blushing. Um, (laughs) If anyone else in their car wants to blush along with us, you are more than welcome. Oh my gosh. So uh, what would you like me to call you? Monique, Mon or Mo? Um, I mean, you can, we can bounce back and forth. My friends okay. tend to call me Mo. You are the only person that calls me Mun and I'm not mad at it. <laughs> I, I texted you the other day. You're like, hey, I said, Mon. Mon. And I thought, oh my gosh, I wonder if like that's what she prefers. And then I was looking more on your Instagram. I was like, she calls herself Mo. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. No, you can have the exclusive rights to Mon. <laughs> I tell you what, we're going to bounce around between the three throughout sure. the episode. And at the end, whatever fits right, let's just roll with that forever. Oh, Perfect. I, I cannot wait. So, Monique. Yes. We'll start with that one. Very serious. Um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself, um, your journey. Obviously, people would know you from different uh, aspects and different films and series in the entertainment industry. I'm not saying anything because I want you sure. to, uh, to take it away, but they will know different parts of you. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your story. So my claim to fame would have to be a very small Disney movie I did called High School Musical. And Mm. mm, (laughs) I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, Yeah, High School (laughs) Musical is definitely what put me on the map. However, I have been in the entertainment industry for over 30 years, despite the fact that many say that I still look like I'm 25 which I'm grateful for those people. (laughs) Um, You know, acting was something I always wanted to do. And so uh, that's the lane that I occupied. But I realized very quickly that it wasn't just telling other people's stories that I was interested in, but it was actually connecting to people on a deep level and making a positive impact. And so the success of High School Musical, as incredible as it was, it was also very revealing to me because it showed me 
that I had a lot of things that I was very insecure about that I believed that fame was going to fix. And as much as I wanted to make a difference, as much as I wanted to do good things, the truth is, is I wanted to be liked and I wanted to be validated. And it wasn't until I slowly throughout these last years have really stripped that away and let that go that I've really found my purpose and have very passionately pursued not just being an actress, but also speaking and hosting and writing and just lending myself and my voice and my life energy really to making lives life better for other people and helping other people to see their own potential and not see me as someone who's separate or more special or had better opportunities, but as someone who just like them can align to whatever your true heart's purpose is and achieve it. I love that. Yeah. That, that that's amazing. And and I love the fact that you say that you've been in the industry for 30 years. Yeah. But a lot of people would obviously see that highlight of high school musical. And of course, something like high school musical doesn't just happen by itself. You rock up to an audition, amazing, you know, right. like crazy true story of, you know, just everything kind of aligning and you just slotting straight in by accident almost. Can you tell us a little bit and almost unveil the the behind the scenes of your personal life um, leading up to that, to the audition and, and the whole journey that High School Musical, well, I guess the first one to kind of introduce you and the High School Musical brand. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about the journey behind that. Well, by the time I got to High School Musical, I was in my mid-20s. So I had already graduated from college. I'd graduated several years before. I went to a theater school in Chicago. And when I came out to LA, I honestly just started with a bunch of different day jobs. I worked all different day jobs, but I always made sure to have jobs that allowed me to focus on my dream. So instead of looking at my day job as a backup plan or something that I expected to materialize into something greater, my jobs were to support my dreams. And at, I always made it very clear that I am going to prioritize where I am and be present in the moment, but that it was intentionally adding up to something greater for my life. And so yeah, I worked a bunch of jobs and was auditioning. And even when I got the audition for High School Musical, believe it or not, I wasn't even that excited. Like, I am terrified of singing <laughs> still. <laughs> um, I felt like I was a decent dancer. And, you know, I was 24 years old and thought I was old, at, you know, too old to be playing a 16-year-old. And at that time, I was really a struggling actor in every sense of the word. I you know, showed up to that audition and bombed it entirely. But I showed them a part of myself that I think revealed the character, Taylor McKessie. I had a lot of sass and just self-awareness. And I think when they saw that, they saw the potential for something greater. And I think that's a really important aspect because sometimes we show up to situations and we expect that it's only going to work out if it's perfect. But sometimes it's in our imperfect moments that the truth of who we are shines through. And that's all that we ever really need. And we are enough. And that's what my experience with High School Musical really showed me in that moment was that I didn't have to be perfect. I had to just be the right person. And 
I'm so grateful that I was the right person on so many levels because as an African-American actress at that time, there were very few people on the Disney Channel. There wasn't as much representation as there is now. And I genuinely feel like the character that, that I played, Taylor McKessie, opened the door for many other people of color to kind of come behind me and be able to take up that space. And so on on so many different levels, it was an impactful and incredible experience, but it was also incredibly challenging. I had major imposter syndrome. And you know, for anyone who's listening, that to me imposter syndrome basically means that you're you're in a moment but you don't believe that you actually deserve to be there, and so you kind of hide. And funny enough, the bigger and more successful we became, the more I saw myself in on magazines and billboards the smaller i felt inside the the further away i felt from the little girl that wanted so desperately to be seen i realized that in fact i was terrified of the success and i was terrified and wanted to fit the mold and just stay someone that was relevant and that was you know not going to happen because everything ends, everything changes and transitions. And through that, um, I really got to know myself and know that High School Musical was not just a vehicle for me to be the best actress that I could be, but it was actually a vehicle for me to connect to young people, which I have now learned is a significant part of my purpose. Wow. And and while you were doing High School Musical, like you say, with the imposter syndrome, you are living something. And in the back of your mind, it's like, yeah, I can see this as my reality, but do I really believe it's actually me who is doing this? Can you share a little bit about, there There was a big distinction that that I've, I've seen you talk about with, with the realities of High School Musical and the promotions and, and the lifestyle and the perception that came along with that. Yeah. And that that was a there was it was a big gap, I guess, between what was portrayed and what, what the world saw of you and the rest of the cast, and then your own personal journey beneath that. Can you share a little bit about yeah. that? Yeah. Of course. You know, I think most people look at when by the time you see a movie or a television show, you assume that the people that are playing those roles have made it. I don't know if that's an expression you guys use, but like you know that that you that you've made it that you that you you've landed you've arrived somewhere and in fact behind the scenes i was actually massively struggling financially um when i booked the movie i was broke like i said i was a star struggling artist and i came home from filming high school musical to a 3 day eviction notice on my door and through much of the first months of the experience I was going back and forth between doing incredibly life-altering things. Like, I mean, we we had a, a, a premiere in Sydney. You know, we were staying at the Park Hyatt and we had a view of the bridge and the opera house from our window and it was incredible. And then I would come home and I'd fly back to Los Angeles and I'd be in a studio apartment and I wouldn't be able, I wasn't even able to watch the movie um, on my own television the weekend that it came out because I didn't have cable. So my experience behind the scenes was very different than what was being portrayed. 
And it wasn't false. It just wasn't the picture that people probably have in their minds. And now it's been, oh gosh, maybe 13 years since the first movie now. It's been 10 years since the last one. I've had numerous occasions that are similar where it's up and down and it's not that you just arrive somewhere and it never changes. It's always changing and you're always changing inside of it. And I've just learned that really the thing that I'm aspiring to is just having peace of mind inside of the ever-changing chaos. <laughs> wow. And and I love how you said before when you, when you were mentioning about there's always intention behind the day jobs that you would choose to do before you were cast for High School Musical. That led to a greater purpose in terms of interacting with people and, and fulfilling your passion with, with your voice and, and representing what you're so passionate about. Was there the same thinking when you went into High School Musical? And I know you talked about the African-American representation, especially through Disney. Was there that thought when you went into High School Musical that, hey, I can actually, this is just, this is a stepping stone to me to pursue my passion and my purpose? Or was it like, right, I want to get a movie just so I can pay, pay the rent and to have that fame? I'm sure there was an underlying thing. I just wanted to eat. <laughs> I was just grateful. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, I was grateful for a job at that time. Now, interestingly enough, um, nothing is ever as black and white or as simple as it seems. Up until High School Musical, mm. I had had the worst luck in the industry. I mean, it was just, I was just in one of those moments where I was going on auditions and I wasn't getting anything. And I had hit a breaking point where I decided that, you know what, I feel like being in Los Angeles is taking more from me than it's giving back to me. And I need to take care of myself and I need to take care of my heart. And I went away for the summer. And so, you know, I was on this kind of mindset of really taking care of my soul and getting back to the artist that I am. And I had no idea that when I left for the summer after that audition, that A, I was going to get called back a month later, that it was going to get as far as it would. But also, I don't believe that opportunities ever come as in singles. They always are plural. I have not ever had an experience where something just comes and it's easy and that's it. It usually comes with something else that makes you have to make a decision. And so all the way up into that point, I had no prospects, but right down to the last minute, I ended up also getting down to two for a different role in a different project. And when I think back on the night that I made the decision, you know, it was, I'm so grateful that I made the right decision for my own life. However, I could have made a different decision and my life would have taken a totally different course. So, you know, it's interesting when when you're in the face of new opportunities, you have no idea sometimes. I had no idea how much that role, that experience, that franchise was literally going to change the entire trajectory of my life. And I'm shocked truly still that it was not as much about being an actor as it was about who I was supposed to become. And this was a part of it. I really believe that Taylor McKessie the character that I played is the embodiment of 
the part of myself that really wants to make a difference with youth. And that character and that role and that project gave me the opportunity to do that. And for that, I will forever be grateful. Wow. I love that. And there is always that space between where we're at now and our yeah. dreams, the dreams that we know deep down, we're like, I'm capable of this. Like, I, I am preparing myself for this thing yeah. and, and I believe it with everything. But then, like you say, you were so unlucky mm-hmm. in terms of the auditions leading up to it. What was your mindset during those auditions? And in the entertainment industry, I'm sure there is failure after failure and things don't go as expected or the way that you thought they would. What was your mindset during those times in the auditions where you were pushed back? Did you did you struggle sometimes? Did you did you re-question and reevaluate the direction and your life's purpose through that time? And it's interesting. I have at that time I had a almost irrational amount of faith and belief in myself and in what I felt like God had shown me. Like if I'm completely transparent, I felt like I have been shown a vision for my life and I I am choosing to believe it with every part of me. However, after that experience, I found a different version of myself that I'm not as proud of where I saw that I had switched and made that my source. I had made the success of a film and a role that I played the source of my, I don't know, my destiny or my, like, I I gave it more weight than it deserved in a sense. And it actually made me a little stuck for a period of time because I, when it, when it did get difficult for me, I started to feel like, is it ever going to happen again? And that was a scarier feeling than will it ever happen at all. I knew that it would happen. I knew that some that I would have to have a breakthrough, that something would change, but when it I believed that that change would last forever. And that I think is so important. We go after these dreams, we chase these things and what we don't realize is that getting them is actually as much of a new beginning as it is an ending. But if you haven't thought about the fullness of who you are and what you want to do, it can actually be at times disappointing because it was leading me. My hope, my dreams, my aspirations, all that I wanted was leading me. And when I got there and received it and actually was standing in it, that's when I began to feel lost. And I went after that experience, I traveled the world. I became the UN youth champion. I did all these philanthropic things. And then I woke up one day and said, okay, I want to, you know, get back into the industry. And nobody was interested. In 2014, maybe between 2013 and 2014, not sure exactly when, I went on over 30 auditions without ever receiving a callback. And for anyone who's not in the entertainment industry, that basically means where they like ask you to come again. And you basically, you go to an initial audition and then the follow-up interview and then, you know, this, the continuous steps. I literally went on over 30 auditions with no feedback. And what that did for my confidence after having been in a billion dollar franchise, after having had this enormous success and traveled the world and given so much of myself, ooh, 
when I tell you what that did to my self-esteem and how deep I had to dig to find myself again. And that's when I really realized that, like, actually, you said it before we got on this call, that we aren't what we do. We are who we are. And that is what that was for. That lesson has been one of the most significant lessons of my adult life. Like, I am a human being, not a human doing. You know, and for everyone who's listening, you are a human being, not a human doing. And so we have to stop living our lives just from achievement to achievement, but really look at how our different achievements are adding up to who we are becoming. And I believe that there needed to be, I needed to have that experience of doubt and disappointment and hurt and pain so that I could realize that nothing about me was lost whether I got a role or not, whether someone chose me, I had to choose me. And it's through choosing me that I became an entrepreneur, that I started my own production company, that I started Gimme Mo and realized that, hey, you know what? These five seconds of fame, they might actually be all that I get. Some people only could don't even get a fraction of what I've been given in terms of an opportunity Am I going to sit here and feel sorry for myself and afraid of what's going to happen next? Or am I going to take this opportunity and this experience and use it to empower, inspire, and motivate the next generation to unlock their passions, their dreams, and know that they're equally possible? And that's what I chose to do. And and that has made all the difference in my life. I, I feel now that I have so much more perspective and balance than I did before. I don't see rejection as final. I see rejection as protection. And I still, I mean, I kid you not, just this week, I am overcoming a disappointing moment where I had gotten down to two on an audition and didn't get the role. And that is such, you know, can be such a devastating experience. But I had to really take my own advice and look and say, you know what? You don't know what is going to happen six months from now, nine months from now, a year from now. Maybe you being on this show would have prevented something that was even more for you. And so I try my hardest now to just breathe into the fact that I don't know what my life holds. It's constantly unfolding. And if something doesn't happen, it really is because it wasn't meant to. And I just have to hang on to that. And you know, listen to meditations and podcasts and really keep myself lifted and inspired until the next breakthrough happens. That is so powerful. Three words, rejection. Was it as or is? As protection. Yeah. I mean, as protection is protection. It's all, yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, you you can choose. Mon, Mo, Monique, (laughs) whatever you want. Um, But but that rejection is protection. And I think we can so easily as such emotional and sensitive people when it does come to our dreams and what we're truly passionate about. Because when it is from our core, we want to protect that so much and we want to do things in line with our passion and our purpose. So when there is a rejection or when a door does slam in front of us, we think, oh my gosh, like, is it because of me? Is it because I'm not good enough or something I've done wrong or something that I could have done better? It's not a case of you not being good enough. It's a case of there is something far greater than you could have ever imagined. And often the open doors will show up, like you say, things happening in, in groups and 
you know, like opportunities don't usually yeah. come by themselves as an individual, just a little spark. It's usually something that ignites. And so when a door closes, you'll see that vibration, that effect from that door closing will often take your attention to a door that is just opened. And I think whenever we are in those moments, right. we think, oh no, this didn't happen. It, we've got that choice. We can either respond saying, I'm not good enough. I've done something wrong. Or we can go, cool, let's realign. Like you said, after the success of High School Musical, a billion dollar franchise you're a part of, and finding yourself after that success, after that massive achievement and a dream coming true, when one door does slam shut, you need to align yourself with a purpose greater than yourself and a passion and a purpose that isn't just tied in to a dream, something you can tick the box on. Yes. Because as soon as that box is ticked, and you've achieved the impossible, there is that time where you think, oh, okay, well, was I the dream? Was my life mm -hmm. that dream? Or is that dream just a part of my journey to lead me to my next opportunity? And do those dreams make up a part of who I am? Right. I think so many of us can, can fall into the trap of, of saying like, oh, my life is acting in high school musical and this is who I am. No, it's what you do and what you end up doing. Those dreams form that journey that has become your life. And exactly like we we're saying, your life is more about who you are right. than what you do. Absolutely. And one thing I just want to bring up too is I think our relate. we have to shift our relationship to pain and failure. Yes. I have learned so much through, I've learned so much more through the things that didn't happen. I've discovered so much more about who I am, my strength, my resilience, my persistence, my capabilities than I ever could have if things would have always worked out. And pain is something that you know, I know for myself, I avoided for many years and I don't know a single person that's like, oh, yay, pain. Um, but at the end of the day, pain is here to teach us things. When we get hurt, when we get knocked down, when things don't walk, when things don't work out, when a door does get closed, it is meant to show us something and to lead us to some to some place. But I think most of us are so busy avoiding disappointment and avoiding pain that we don't realize that as we are avoiding our pain, we're also blocking our blessings and our joy because our blessings and our joy sometimes are often on the outside of our comfort zone and often come through a lesson that you needed to learn in order to be able to keep it. Because that of, of, of my adult life, I really, really have come to understand that getting there isn't as hard as staying there, wherever there is for you. And as much as we want you know, to achieve the dreams that are in our hearts, I promise that being early is far worse than being late. You want to be prepared for it. I wanted, I'm so grateful that I did have the setbacks that I had after High School Musical because it wouldn't have led me to Gimme Mo. If I would have just continued to book roles, if I would have just my career would have just taken off and skyrocketed. I may have never taken the time to identify my own depression. I may have never taken the time to recognize my insecurities. I may have never taken the time to go to therapy and deal with the issues in my family and the the traumas that I experienced growing up that I needed to work through. So many of us, I think, are 
you know, looking at our purpose as almost like a, a lifesaver that's going to help us to escape something that we actually need to heal from or grow through. And I, you know, really want to encourage anyone who's listening to wherever you are in your journey to really lean into the moments where things are not working out and they aren't happening and really ask that inner voice, what are you trying to show me? Where are you trying to lead me? Because I assure you that it's in our lowest and know for myself, it's in my lowest points, my deepest betrayals, the hardest things that have ever happened to me that I have come to find my actual power and strength of who I really, really am. And as much as it's been difficult, I would never trade it. I wouldn't ever, ever trade the lessons because I know that they're helping me to become the person that I'm meant to be. That's phenomenal. And I know that this exact message is going to resonate with so many people because I'm seeing more messages now, more comments through Instagram than I ever have before. And I guess my content now is a reflection of that where people are just on the verge of breakthrough. They can feel it. They yeah. know that, you know, the more I guess you're aware of your dream and the more clarity you have of your purpose, the more you can sense that breakthrough. I think there is a lot yeah. of people who are living a comfortable life going, right, let's just live week by week. Let's just do a job. Let's just pay the bills. Let's just work for the sake of work, do a life and, and are much more focused on, on what is happening and what they are doing. I think the people who are a little bit more aware of their underlying passion and the purpose that their life actually breathes its own life into their dreams. I think mm. those people who are aware of a greater purpose than just what they're doing, they're always, always going to be that frustration between where you are today and where you know that you will be one day. Yeah. And I think the cool thing is, is, is that more you are aware of that, there is obviously going to be that heightened frustration, but I would take that heightened yeah. frustration any day over just being unaware of a greater purpose. I would rather fail in the pursuit of the impossible than succeed in the living of the possible. Ooh, you better say that. <laughs> and I think, Oh, that's so good. Exactly like you're saying, and yeah. the personal journey for me right now in this season is just changing my perception of pain and of failure and not holding that on to myself and going, because this endeavor failed or because I haven't, um, this hasn't worked as well as I thought it would or this area or this aspect, it's not a personal reflection. It's thinking, okay, this is a closed door. And sometimes we're too scared to let that door close because it, it is often, like I said before, the minute that door closes, it's like, right, now we can allow access to what else is possible. You, you were touching on the things that you've done since High School Musical and those 30 auditions, that 30 closed doors right. have led you now to some pretty amazing things. Yeah. With Gimme Mo, with, with work, with the UN, I've heard. Can you tell us a little bit about those opportunities that have opened up? First of all, did you see them coming? Did you know that that, that was going to be something? If I'd asked you five or six years ago, hey, Mon, where do you think you'd be going? Um, is, that, is that what you assumed would happen? Or are these things, these doors that have opened up, 
have caught you by surprise and going, oh, I've been focusing on this door right in front of me, which is the obvious door. As soon as that shut, it drew my attention to something in my periphery. And I thought, oh, that door over there is actually open, which has led to, to some crazy cool things. Tell us about the journey um, from those closed doors through the auditions to now the doors that are opening up for you in your life. Wow. First of all, that gave me a, a beautiful visual um, because I was thinking, I was trying to really imagine what was that like. And the truth is that I built a door. Wow. Because I didn't, there wasn't a closed door that led me to an open door. <laughs> there was no door. And I kept looking around saying, hey, have you seen the door that leads to this? Have you seen the door that leads to the, to this other thing? And I couldn't find that door. But what I didn't realize was that every single disappointment was actually a deposit that was building that new door. Every, every time I was told no, I investigated where my yes would be. And I put an, I laid another brick and I, I, I put one more, I put that in the pile that ultimately led to the doors that I built. So the United Nations was an opportunity, yes, to speak. I got, I had the opportunity to speak for Youth Day in 2010. And that could have been a one-time experience that I, you know, said, yay, that's amazing. But something was stirring on the inside of me while I was sitting in the General Assembly of the UN that made me connect to what you were saying about something bigger than yourself. I felt small, but in a different way. I felt mighty. I felt powerful. And that although this was this huge entity, I really believed I had something to offer. So I presented it. And that's how that came about. It wasn't something that just the door was swinging wide open. The door was cracked. <laughs> and there was a, you know, there, there may have been like 15 keys sitting on the table, but I actually had to be the one to decide what to do with that opportunity. And many times we have to be the one to see an opportunity and make it an opportunity, not just expect that it is an opportunity that will continue to unfold. You have to be the one to pull back those layers. And it's the same thing with Gimme Mo. When it comes to, you know, I believe that there's a vast difference between giving up and letting go. Many people give up, but not enough of us let go. Wow. To let go means that you are allowing and you are surrendering your dream, your purpose to a higher power, to your whatever it is that you believe. You are surrendering it and saying, I believe that this will happen in a divine way but it will not happen at my own hand. To quit is to say, I am throwing it away, I'm putting down the towel, and I'm done with this, and it's believing that it isn't gonna work out. So with me and Gimme Mo, I let go of it. I said, you know what? Financially, I'm the only one who's ever really invested in it. Um, so it got, became a huge burden. Energetically, it was a lot of effort that I was putting out there and I just wasn't seeing, I was seeing the impact, but it was depleting me. And one thing I've really come to believe is that giving should not be depleting. 
even if you don't receive from the place that you've given, you should always be refilled. And if you aren't being refilled, then you are overgiving or giving in an area that you probably should readjust. And so it's amazing that I, you know, was doing Gimme Mo in 2010. I was doing the UN. And then I moved back to LA, thought that that was what my life was going to be. I had a meeting with someone last year. Gimme Mo got opened up again, brought back to the surface because I didn't quit. I just let it go. And I was met with an opportunity that then led me to creating my next door, which is my production company, Motivated Productions, where I produced 21 original episodes of my series. And now I'm nominated for a Daytime Emmy Award as Outstanding Host for my own show, <laughs> which is wow, congratulations. incredible, <laughs> you know? And <laughs> so, I mean, when I tell you I have, there's been so many blood, sweat, and tears over this project But the most rewarding aspect of it all is that I did not wait for someone to choose me. I did not get this through an audition. I got this through a calling on my life and waking up at three o'clock in the morning and taking notes and being the first one to wake up and the last one to go to bed and, and sacrificing at, at times, you know, a certain level of normalcy to really be able to birth this dream. And that is, I think what, you know, I want people to really take away is that nothing is, nothing in my life has ever been handed to me. Um, I do think that you, your life doesn't have to be a struggle. It doesn't have, there are struggles, but you don't have to ever really suffer. You know, like I think that kind of this idea that we're going to have to suffer through it. I don't believe that. I think that we can find joy and peace in the process, but like you were speaking earlier about just the journey of being an entrepreneur and the journey of being someone, we always are going to have a little bit of an unsettled feeling because we know that if we don't have that unsettled feeling now and we live a comfortable existence, eventually we will wake up with a whole list of things that we wish we would have done and places we wish we would have gone and things we wish we would have said, and it will be too late. And so today I am so grateful that as hard as it is sometimes to get out of bed, even, you know, as hard as it is to Mm. motivate myself and to continue to push myself at the end of the day, I'm so grateful for earth angels like yourself that I can, you know, find at times and you'll have that encouraging word that just inspires me to say, okay, yes, yes, I'm going to, I'm going to go one more day. I'm going to make one more call. I'm going to just, I'm going to be here in this and believe a little bit longer. And I always find that it's in those moments that I share something and someone says, oh my God, thank you. That's exactly what I needed to hear today, which I'm sure happens to you all of the time. <laughs> and my favorite messages and my favorite comments. Yeah. Genuinely. Yeah. And I, I love the way that you're saying when things don't go your way, when you do have that, that failure, or circumstances aren't quite lining up, it doesn't mean that it has to take your peace and your joy. No. I think inner peace and and joy is something we treasure within us that we keep away from circumstances. The minute peace or joy is dependent upon our circumstances is the minute we're not in control of it. Mm. And peace and joy don't, need to be dependent on what is happening around us 
It's what is birthed within us. Ooh. And if you've got that, well, hello. <laughs> if you've got that dream inside, peace and joy is associated with that. And that is birthed and that is fueled by your passion, by your purpose, by faith and whatever you believe, you know, or whoever you believe that that um, dream is from and the source of that dream. And really your peace and your joy, protect it with absolutely everything. Because yeah. there's a heck of a lot of people out there and I'm sure you know them as well, Monique. So I'm just trying to say all the names <laughs> before we wrap this up and choose on your actual name. And, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who on the surface are achieving dreams and are super successful financially and they have influence and they're doing, you know, everything. They're living the life that, that we think is amazing. And I'm sure a lot of these people have, don't have that peace inside yeah. and don't have that inner joy. And so, but I think on the flip side, there are people in third world countries, and I know you've spent a lot of your time, like you said before, traveling the world and living. You've lived in a refugee camp. You stayed overnight at a refugee camp. Yeah. There are people who on the surface don't seem to have much at all in terms of possession, even opportunities, but those people seem to have an inner joy and an inner peace that is not determined on what's around them. And I think for us, no matter what area in life we're at, we can build that inner joy. We can develop, but more importantly, we can protect that peace and that joy within us and attach it to our dreams and our greater purpose. 100%. And I heard something you said before, not in this podcast, it is in my research. And you were mentioning, and this is the first time I've ever heard this, and I thought it was absolutely incredible, and it spoke to me because it's a metaphor, it's a picture word, and my audience, I'm sure, loves them, and I love them, and it sounds like you love them, and so this is just the greatest thing in the world to happen. It was about when you book a plane ticket. Now, see if you let me know when you remember saying this. When you book a plane ticket, okay, <laughs> you don't freak out in the weeks and the months before that and look at the plane every day to say, oh my gosh, is mm. the plane here? Is the plane here? Why is the plane in Amsterdam? I'm taking off from Paris. Why is it over here, you know, in Africa? <laughs> I'm taking off from LA. Oh no, why isn't it here? Why isn't it here? Yeah. You don't spend your time freaking out about where your plane is now when you've got the ticket booked for three or four weeks time. Wow. You spend your time preparing for the journey, making sure you are ready for what is to come when you arrive at that destination and you don't worry about how the dream is getting to you or the schedule of that dream, you prepare yourself and let God really organize and, and orchestrate the things to make sure it happens in his timing. And so many of us, I think, spend so much of our time freaking out about, oh my gosh, is my plane arriving? What's happening with it? What's happening now? Who else is on it? Who else has been given that opportunity? Oh my gosh, I thought that was my opportunity. And go, no. Your opportunity will come and you will know when your opportunity comes. But in the meantime, you must prepare. And that's not preparing in terms of what am I doing? How am I spending the most of my time? Blah, blah, blah. Yes. That preparation and that process is in becoming. Yes. And it's becoming the person who is ready to board that plane and step aboard and go, I am prepared. I am ready for this new season I'm entering into now. Do you remember saying that? I vaguely do. And I'm I'm like, what? I said that? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was um, amazing. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I need to revisit that actually. Um, that's incredible. And I it brought two thoughts to my mind that I want to share. One is what's for you 
cannot pass you. It is on an Alex and Ani bracelet. It's not my quote, but I share it every time I get. What is for you cannot pass you. That is what I carry in my heart with me. If it is for you, you literally cannot mess it up. And if it's not, there's nothing that you can do to grab something that doesn't belong to you. And so you have to let it go. And the... That has just been something I carry it with me in auditions. I carry it with me in everything that I do, that this idea that I am enough. And if it's for me, it it literally cannot pass me. And the other thing is to practice radical gratitude that, you know, in these moments where we are waiting, we are waiting for a reason. And there's so much work that can be done in that interim. And the preparation, like you said, it's not about what you're doing. It's about who you're becoming, but who you're becoming is based on the habits that you've created. So are you becoming the, the, your attention in terms of your preparation should be on your heart. Have you prepared your heart? Have you prepared your mind? Have you prepared your spirit? Have you dealt with your childhood traumas or have you healed from certain things? Have What are you doing with your literal life energy, the time that you've been given on this planet to prepare yourself for what you think you want? And most of us are unwilling to examine the fact that we may not want what we think we used to want because we didn't want it for the reasons maybe we thought. We wanted it because we thought it was going to make us feel a certain way. And that's what we're after. And I think the more we as a community of you know people dwelling on the planet, <laughs> the more we can really focus on how do I want to feel? I really have shifted my energy. How do I want my life to feel? How do I want to go to bed at night. When I when I lay my head down tonight or when I wake up in the morning, what is the energy that I want to bring to the day? What where how do I want to go through my life? What are three adjectives that describe, man, I know that I had a fantastic day and no matter what happened in the day, that isn't that doesn't change because the intention was set based on a feeling, not based on an accomplishment. And when you align to what it is that you desire to feel and not just feel for yourself, but what, how you desire to make other people feel what you would like to give into the world. I very firmly believe that you are met with opportunities that exceed what you in your limited perception, what you, and your limited experience, you, I always have been met with opportunities that exceed my imagination tenfold by surrendering to how am I being of service? What can I do to make someone else's life better? No matter what my situation is, you, we are never in a situation where we are too dire to give. And as someone who has traveled to over 40 countries in my lifetime, I can say that there's no amount of poverty that I've ever witnessed. And I've witnessed extreme poverty to where someone where, where you still don't have something to give. Because as long as you have breath in your lungs, as long as your heart is beating and you are alive, your soul has a purpose. And that on any given day, just sharing a smile, being who you are really is enough. Oh my goodness. That is some <laughs> of the most powerful things I've ever heard in my life. Mm. Wow. That is phenomenal. And I love the fact that that your dreams are not just for you. 
your dreams aren't to give you a comfortable life. They're not to make you happy and they're not to fulfill your own desires. Your dreams really, when you boil it down, your dreams are there to help others. Yes. And your dreams are there. And I think people become the best version of themselves in the pursuit of their dreams. Yeah. And when you're becoming the best version of yourself, like you say, you're giving to others, you're radiating to others, you're lifting others up on the journey as well. Yeah. And I think you do that and it is a flow on effect that you cannot control as soon as you get into that state of going, right, I'm going to be the best person I can be on the pursuit, on the journey towards my impossible dreams. Other people will radiate, other people will rise up on the exact same tide you're rising up on. And I think that's so, so incredibly powerful. I absolutely love it. Right. In closing, Mo, Mon or Monique, <laughs> we're, get, we're going to come to the conclusion of this just in a moment. I want you <clears throat> right now, and I think I'm going to do this at the end of every podcast episode. I want you to, to sit down one-on-one with whoever is listening to this right now. Mm. And I'm, I'm guessing a lot of people are on the verge of their breakthrough. And I want you in that moment, one-on-one with this person, sitting down wherever they are, to give life mm. to their dreams, even when it doesn't seem possible right now. Or, or maybe someone has just, you know, had a door slam in, in yeah. front of their face. So for 60 seconds, I would love you to just breathe life into someone who feels they're on the verge of breakthrough or, or who's just about to step into something that's been on their heart. Whew. Well, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I will be honest and let you know that I do. And everyone that's listening that I do have tears in my eyes because I feel like you're speaking to me. And so whoever I am talking to out there, know that I'm not just speaking to you, I'm speaking to myself because I think we are always on the verge of a breakthrough. Um, What I would say is that we can't forget the part of a breakthrough that's to break. And it isn't to break in the sense of destroy. It is to break open, to expose, and to realize that it's through our struggles and it's through the things that feel like they're going to break us that actually build us. And no matter where you are, no matter what you are going through, that small still voice that's in you that set you on this path is right. And every obstacle, everything that is in your path is to help you hone the skills to make you prepared for that vision that is inevitable. So I will say your dreams are not meant to stay dormant and they are not meant to be remain as something that you chase. Your dream is something that is meant to be caught and experienced by you, through you, and only you. And if you do not, that will be a void on this planet that is missed. It is so imperative that you don't give up on who you know you are and who you are becoming. Because as you do, and you stand in the truth of who you've been made to be, there are blessings for generations of people that you may never see that you will impact 
just by showing up and continuing on your path. I'm with you. I love you. Um, and I am, I just am, I believe in the places that in this moment you may not believe because as someone who has achieved so many of my dreams and has so many more to come, I know the power of holding space for your dream. And that is what we're doing here today. Uh, <laughs> wow. I am actually going to join you in the <laughs> confession booth. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. My, my, the first half of what you were saying then, when you just mentioned the break and the breakthrough, I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> my, yeah. I, I literally, my head was in my hands during that. And I was just looking down, just listening to every single word you were saying. Because yeah, yeah, if you got anything out from that little one minute thing in the podcast, I'm exactly with you because, oh my gosh, that break yeah. in the breakthrough it's so important. And we sometimes think breakthrough is the nicest little boom. No. Just just God plucking us out of our situation and plonking us in the middle of our wildest dreams or imaginations. But no, it's breaking through. Whether you're that seed breaking through the soil, whether you're that that baby chick breaking through its egg and hatching out, yeah. whether you're whatever breaking through whatever barrier that that seems to be around you, your dream is possible. It's necessary. Yeah, it's necessary. And you have, without making it sound like an obligation, you have the responsibility to bring your dream into reality. Yes. No one else has been given your dream matched with your talents, your skills, your giftings and abilities. Whew. You have your dream because you are capable of achieving it. God just doesn't give out dreams willy-nilly just on accident by random no you have that dream because you have been given those seeds and i know you won't be able to see the exact plants and see the fruit that those seeds will bring but you've been given those seeds because you are capable of achieving that dream and it is your responsibility to create the environment and become the person your dreams need you to be oh. to water those seeds to give them sunlight to give them the environment in which they can flourish and produce fruit and exactly like you were saying, Mo, the legacy and the generations to come will benefit from you being obedient to your impossible dream. That oh. <laughs> and and yep, so this is the Achieve the Impossible podcast. Uh, Pete and Mo have lost it. Um, we are we are out. If anyone there has any Kleenex, um, I would need some right now, please. So serious. Oh my goodness, this is. Uh, all right, we will pick ourselves back up from this, I'm sure. Um, and we're going to do that through a little bit of humor. Okay, yes. Mo, Mon, Monique, you you may select one or you may select all three. Um, your name is not just how it's said, but it's who you are. Mm. But you can choose how I say it from now and what you'd like to be referred to as. I'm sure we're going to have many more conversations, you and I. Yeah. And I know that my audience loves your stuff, and I'm sure I can almost guarantee that this is not the last time they're going to be hearing your voice and your heart and your passion because I know it's unlocked so many dreams and so many mindsets of people who, who think their dreams are impossible. So what can we call you? Is it a Mo? Is it a Mon? Or is it a Monique? Drum roll, please. We're going to go with Mo. 
We're gonna go with Mo. We're gonna go I with like Mo. It. We're gonna go with Mo. And you've just chosen Mo. that because it rhymes. That is fantastic. You're welcome. I was gonna say we're on with Mon, but Oh see that yeah, I, I love oh, it. I, I don't want to throw that in after you've just decided the Mo. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. In my mind right now, I'm like, what rhymes with Monique? Be unique yeah. with Monique. But hey, that's really pushing it straws. So that is fun. <laughs> On behalf of every single person listening to this, who are listening to it this week when it comes out, or are listening to it months, years down the track, Mo, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart from sharing and allowing us to to see an insight, a behind the scenes of a life that that has achieved the impossible but isn't settling for what they've done in the past. Mm. And I thank you for being true and obedient to a purpose greater than yourself and and to to live a life that is focused on aligning with the greatest version of yourself. And I think we need more people like you in this world. So thank you so, so much for inspiring us to achieve our impossible dreams. Thank you so much. This was wonderful. Thanks for joining me on this episode of the Achieve the Impossible podcast. If it has inspired you, could I ask that you leave a five-star rating and even a little review so we can help share the message of Achieve the Impossible all around the world. If you want to share it on your Instagram stories, tag myself, Peter J. Bone, and Achieve the Impossible, and I'll be selecting a few every single week to feature. Have an amazing rest of the day, and we'll see you next week.